Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. I should hit record. Okay. That would help. Okay. Here we go. Hello. This is the Faith in Kids podcast. We hope this whole family is listening in on us. This is the fourth episode of our Christmas series. Who are you? My name is Ed. My favourite farmyard animal is a cow. Wow, we're going there, are we? Yeah, we are. Okay, so I need to say my name. Yes. My name is James. I get called Jam. My favourite farmyard animal it's not really a farmyard animal, but you can't get over them. Once you've seen a pygmy goat, and once you've seen a baby pygmy goat, you feel like a giant for a start. But uh, I went to an agricultural show recently. No, and I, head for the, no, head no. for the pygmy goats. That's my, that's my word of advice. And we have a friend joining us. Hello, Matt. Hello, my name's Matt. And my favourite farmyard animal is a pig. Uh, at my local farm, they have pig racing, where they set off uh, six different pigs, and it's the first one to the finish line. It is lovely to have you with us, Matt. We're now going to do our whip around question to get us thinking about the big idea we're looking at today in the Bible. So the, the question for you to think about in your families is, can you think of a time when you didn't have what you needed? Jam, can you think of a time when you didn't have what you needed? Yeah, the other day I was aware as I was getting out of my car in the pouring rain that I did not have an umbrella in the boots like I normally do and therefore I thought I wish I had my umbrella but it, I got so wet so fast there then came a point where the umbrella wouldn't have made any difference but that was disappointing I needed an umbrella and I did not have one. Thank you Matt. A few years ago I got home a bit early from work and was putting my bike away in the shed uh, the door of the shed closed behind me I realised I didn't have the key to the shed on me, so I was locked in my shed uh, until my wife came home uh, and had to let me out. <laughs> how how did she find you in the shed? Did you shout? Um, do you know what? She came in. I would normally get home later than her, so she didn't actually realise uh, that I was stuck in the shed. The other twist is that we had rabbits at the time that lived in the shed, so it was me and the two rabbits stuck oh. in the shed. Uh, and it was only when a neighbour heard me shouting. Uh, that he knocked on the door and... Couldn't you have sent an, a rabbit out of a window <laughs> with a note attached, like a homing rabbit? <laughs> wow. My time, which every friend of mine knows this story, is the time I attended a wedding without any trousers. 
I I had shorts on. I thought I'd packed the trousers and my suit in the back of the car. I'd packed everything except for trousers. And I had to knock on a stranger's door and say, please, can I borrow a pair of trousers? I can never get enough of that story. You could tell that story on every single episode, I, it, and I would love to hear it. Was it was amazing. Yeah, it was. And, amazing. The, and they didn't bat an eyelid. No. And they just lent you a pair of trousers. Yeah. I mean, she did say my husband is a lot shorter and a lot wider than you. Yeah. And I said, honestly, it's better than this situation yeah. I'm now in. Yeah. Okay. So, in your families, can you think of a time when you didn't have what you needed, and it can be anything? Go. free to talk about those later we're now going to have what we call our festive fun fact fight off and there's going to be a winner it's competitive yes that's right because there are three of us and we've each got one fact okay so today we're looking at facts to do with the nativity you know that thing that sorry the scene when jesus was born maybe in your home you've got one of those nativity sets or nativity plays or nativity plays shall i start with my fun fact my fun fact is that they did a nationwide study of two thousand adults and asked them what parts they played in nativity plays as kids and to what extent in the future they then went into certain jobs or were very popular or anything like that and essentially what your nativity part says about you. And so your average Mary now has one and a half thousand social media friends and um, is most likely to work in retail, in in shops and that kind of thing. Joseph's turn out to be more likely to work in finance and banking, but have a good sense of humour. Joseph's are funny and Mary's sell stuff in shops. Yes, and Angel Gabriel's um, are most likely to end up working in marketing and communications. So So that's good, isn't it? Okay, I take your point. Announcing messages and that kind of thing. (laughs) And also innkeepers are most likely to become uh, plumbers and uh, manual labour and that kind of thing. This is amazing. I know. So you are now rehearsing your Christmas production at school now, or you've just performed it, and you get to work out if you're going to work in a shop, work in a bank, uh, work in communications and PR and that kind of thing. Or be a plumber. Or be a plumber. Terrific. Good luck, everyone. Matt, tell us about your fun fact, festively. Uh, I used to live in Spain, and they do these nativity sets remarkably well. So... They each you'd go into a town centre and each shop window front would have a nativity scene in it. 
called a Belen, which is the Spanish word for Bethlehem. Uh, and they might range from something that's quite small to something that you would see in a whole shop front. But the biggest one in all of Spain is in Valencia. And that is the size of 10 tennis courts. No! Um, so they've got this massive seed and it's all made from recycled materials from the local eco park. They've got real live animals wandering around and so on. So it's taking kind of a nativity scene to very much to the next level. Wow, that's several levels. I mean, uh, yeah. te- you said 10 tennis courts. 10 tennis yeah. courts. So it's like so a theme 130... park. <laughs> it's like a recycled nativity theme park, isn't it? Do you have rides? Can you get to go in a manger? Because a manger no, it's still, it's it's going to be massive. Be the, so you're not allowed anything in those 10 tennis courts mm. that wouldn't have been there 2,000 years Correct. ago. Correct, but they've got... You know, they've got 30 live animals, so there's donkeys wandering around, there's all sorts. Um, I want to go there. Matt, you're not, you've not been there, have you? Yeah. I've not been there. I wish you had. I wish I had. Yeah. But you've seen pictures of it. My wife used to live in Valencia. Um, Valencia's an amazing place as well, because then at Easter they have this festival where it's just uh, fireworks during the day as well as at night. Uh, so they, Valencia does celebrations very well. Valencia is the place to go for yes. significant Christian festivals. Yes, that was a message from the Valencia Tourist Board. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Carry on. Mine is, you know, I've, I, I'm actually a bit cross with people who constantly tell you that the Bible doesn't quite have Christmas like you think it is. Yeah, people get, get really pleasure. They get a lot of pleasure out of that, yeah, So, for they? instance, they're not the, the wise men. Yeah. They're, no, they're not wise men. No. <laughs> No, no, one, no wise men mentioned and, the Bible. And there aren't three of them. Yeah, no, there are three, three presents yeah. and they're just men from the East. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And so I don't like people no, who do no, that. No, 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 it's no but fun, is I'm it? I'm going to be that person. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I'm going to say that probably it's not there was no room at the inn, <gasps> but there was no guest room for them to stay in. So we know they couldn't find a guest room and we also know that they, they laid Jesus in a manger, but it probably wasn't in a shed. Right. It was probably mm. just part of their houses then. They had a bit on the end for the animal. Yeah. And there was a, a manger, but mm. normally that was just inside their house. And the animals sort of stuck their head into the house to eat from. Right. So it's not a guest room, but it is a manger. So Don't worry. So your fun fact is ruining Christmas, Ed. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Thanks. I mean, that is how people used to live, though, isn't it? That's how particularly poor people used to live. Okay. If in, in England, for centuries, is you would have your animals in your house with but, you. And why you was might, that, Jan? And you might get... Because you had nowhere else. Because you. Well, I heard it was also to do with central heating. Yeah, because so they, they were warm. the animals would heat your house. Yeah. Rather than the other way around. Right. So yeah. it's the animals that get hot yeah. to make your house warmer. They I'd, warm your house. Yeah. As a, yeah. And ideally, you would sleep above them. Because of the hot. heat goes up. Heat goes up. Yeah. Okay, now look, come on. My conversation has gone on. So mine was I a feel good like festive... we've improved your anecdote. <laughs> I think we have. And I think the Valencia one wins. Okay, okay yeah, we're giving yeah. it to you, Matt. I'm yeah. going to dedicate it to the people of Valencia. Oh, Muchas very gracias. Good. Yeah. There you go. There Thank we go. you very much, Matt. Now, Jam is going to read the Bible as we look at the story of when Jesus was born. And this is the actual bit of the Bible where he was born. So we can find out what really happened. So this is Luke 2 verses 1 to 7. At that time, Augustus Caesar sent an order to all people in the countries that were under Roman rule. The order said that they must list their names on a register. This was the first registration taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own towns to be registered. So Joseph left Nazareth, a town in Galilee, 
He went to the town of Bethlehem in Judah. This town was known as the town of David. Joseph went there because he was from the family of David. Joseph registered with Mary because she was engaged to marry him. Mary was now pregnant. While Joseph and Mary were in Bethlehem, the time came for her to have the baby. She gave birth to her first son. There were no rooms left in the inn, so she wrapped the baby with cloths and laid him in a box where animals are fed. That was Jam Reads the Bible. What are your memories of Christmas? I wonder if you have a wonderful memory. I wonder if you have a difficult memory. My wonderful memories, it's not hard to think of them. At Christmas, on Christmas Eve, my brother, my big brother, would let me sleep in his bedroom and it was such a treat so that I got to wake up next to my big brother and we had the stocking at the end of the bed and the presents there. We used to run in and see mum. That, for me, is how I remember Christmas. Do not think my sisters would have liked that? <laughs> no, they wouldn't. No. And in honesty, I'm not sure my brother liked it either, Jim. Oh, have you discussed this with him? Well, all I mean was he only let me do it once a year, so he okay. clearly didn't like it that much. <laughs> but there's loads of other wonderful memories. Lunch, opening presents. But then there's a couple of difficult memories. I remember the Christmas I was in bed sick with flu. I remember the first Christmas without my granddad. Now, the story of Christmas is full of wonderful memories. In this story, it's the thrill of Jesus being born. It's God become a baby, born in a wonderful, loving family. It's a wonderful memory. That's why we celebrate it. That's why we give each other presents. Christmas is terrific. It's made for wonderful memories. But there's also some difficult memories in this first Christmas story. Joseph and Mary weren't married. That would have been really embarrassing for them. Jesus didn't have a cot. He was laid in a manger because there wasn't room for them. They were a long way from home. It had been a hard journey. There were parts of the first Christmas story that were difficult. There was nowhere comfortable or decent for Jesus. From his birth, his life had difficult memories. And wonderful memories. We read in the Bible as Jesus grew up of the parties he had with people, of his closest friends who were there for him, of the adventures they had together, walking on water, turning water into wine, healing people, the joy, the happiness, but also the difficult memories. He finished his life on a cross, hurting. Do you see that Jesus lived his life with the wonderful memories and the difficult memories? This Christmas, find the wonderful. Celebrate Jesus' birthday. Eat too much. Open too many presents. Love more people. Sing louder. Dance badly. Stay up late. Have a brilliant, wonderful Christmas. You can dance well. Who does? You can dance well. I if you can't. Want. So don't tell people to dance badly. Okay. Most people don't need encouraging to dance badly. It's also all right to have the difficult. The presents aren't what you hoped for. It's the first Christmas without someone you love. Your friends at school find it weird that your Christmas is all about Jesus. It's all right to have the difficult. Jesus isn't surprised by the difficult. He gets it. Christmas isn't ruined. His birth isn't ruined if a bit of Christmas is difficult. 
his Christmas wasn't ruined by being laid in a manger a long way from home and not having the right bedroom. Jesus lived his difficult life to give us wonderful life. He lived his life where things didn't quite work on earth, away from heaven, so we could know wonderful, so we could know his family, so we could know his care, so we could know his forever with him. This Christmas, enjoy the wonderful and remember it's all right for it to be difficult. I'm going to pray. Dear Father, I thank you so much that Jesus was born at Christmas and we are still celebrating the party. Thank you, it's wonderful. And I pray, Father, when we find Christmas difficult, we'd remember that Jesus had it difficult too and he understands. And even more than that, it's part of his plan. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You know how in that story we've heard that in the whole Roman world, everyone had to go back to where they came from. So that's why Joseph and Mary were in Bethlehem. We've imagined the conversation they had with a Roman soldier as they headed home, leaving Bethlehem. Name? Joseph. You're from Nazareth, are you? You could say that. Right. Are you saying that? Well, does the name King David ring any bells? Given I'm a Roman soldier, no. No, come on, seriously, everyone knows King David, son of Jesse, defeated the giant Goliath, succeeded Saul, father of Solomon. No, nope, not ringing any bells, never heard of him, and don't care. You're sitting in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you can see from my expression how thrilled I am about that. Look, I'm just trying to do my job, all right? The edict for a census went out from Augustus Caesar, and he's like a god, so he must be obeyed. Is he, though... Is he what? Your emperor, is he God? I mean, he is a person. Yeah. A human. Yeah. You don't really think he's a God, do you? Look, I'm not paid to think. I take my orders from Quirinius, governor of Syria, who takes his orders from Augustus Caesar, so I'm taking down all the names and places of origin. So, should we start again? Name? Joseph. From Nazareth. Yes. And who's in your household? My wife, Mary. Um, Sort of. Is she sort of Mary or sort of your wife? Can we not go into that? Fine. Kids? Just one, so far. And that's... It's complicated. You know what? Somehow I thought it might be. What's his name? It's Jesus. We had to call him that, but... Oh, actually, it doesn't matter. Oh, no, no, no. It's clearly my destiny to talk to you for the rest of my natural life. Why not tell me the whole story? Really? Okay. an angel came to me in a dream and told me to call him Jesus. And also, an angel, incidentally called Gabriel, appeared to my wife Mary. Your sort of wife. You really don't care, do you? No. But let me tell you, Jesus means God saves, because he's going to save us all. Will he? Well... I shall look out for that. And he would be known as Emmanuel, which means God with us. So that's his middle name, is it? Mm, No, not kind of. Oh, excuse me for assuming his dad would know his son's actual name. Oh, well, I mean... You are his dad, aren't you? Mm, Kind of. His dad is technically God. Right. I don't have a box for that. Mostly because it's not a thing! Sorry, I can see it's complicated. Yeah, so, hang on. Let me get this straight. This Jesus is the son of God. Yeah. 
this baby, this person, you think he's a god, do you? No, not a god. The god. God. You think this human is god. But is he, though? Oh, I see what you've done there. And the penny drops. Well, I hope his dad is god. Really? Because if he's inherited your brains, he'd have no hope. Oi! Sign here. We're going to finish up now with some questions from Ed, who's got questions in a feature that we call Ed's Got Questions. If you are under five, what is the wonderful of Christmas? What are you most looking forward to? If you're five to eight, maybe, can you think of the wonderful and the difficult? Can you think of one of each about this Christmas? One thing that's going to be wonderful and one thing that's going to be difficult. Over eights, let's get you thinking. If it is difficult this Christmas, can you complete this sentence? Jesus was laid in a manger, so I know that. So when it's difficult this Christmas, what will you say? And finally, teens, you have heard the Christmas story so many times. And you also know that the turkey will probably be a bit burnt. Aunt Marge will probably shout at Dad. The presents from Uncle Desmond will probably be a bit disappointing. And the peas will be left in the microwave. They will. Yeah. And Mum will discover them an hour later yeah. and they'll be cold yes. and you'll all be a bit cross. You'll have them with your Christmas pudding. Yes. Yeah. So for teens, you know what it's going to be like. It's not going to be surprising. But for you, Jesus is born and that is wonderful because... Can you remember or know what is going to make Christmas wonderful? I'm going to run through those four questions very quickly. If you are under five, if you're little, what is wonderful about Christmas? If you're a bit older, fives to eights, can you think of one thing that's wonderful, one thing that will be difficult about your Christmas? Over eights, if it is difficult this Christmas, you will say, Jesus was laid in a manger, so I know that. Complete the sentence. What will you say to yourself when it's difficult? And then finally, teenagers, you know what's going to be difficult. You know what's going to be strange. You know what Christmas is going to be like. But Jesus was born and that is wonderful because why? Why indeed. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Matt. We'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye. 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 It's going terribly well, I have to say. We should get him in more often. We have to raise our game because we've got another adult in the room.